come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimpra. And today we are talking more cruising. Woohoo! Yes, we're back on to the cruising bug. Before we get into our main topic, a couple things. First of all, thank you. We're getting a few more reviews over on the iTunes. We appreciate that. If you guys want to pop over there, give us a star review with some words. That is super appreciated, super helpful, and just an all-around cool thing to do. Also, we got videos coming out. They've been we've got 3 out now, I think, and we got plenty more yet to come. From our recent trip to the Florida Keys, you can find those over on the Fantastic Studios page on YouTube. So check out that channel, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Hit the bell so you're notified every time a new video from Fantastic Studios is released. And I can tell you that the next several videos are going to have lots and lots of scuba. So far we've had a little snorkeling, but no scuba. So that'll be uh, that'll be pretty phenomenal. Um, and also, don't forget to head on over to Facebook and join the Fantastic Cruising community. All you have to do is answer a question. It's just one question. Two questions. It? All you have to do is answer two simple questions, and uh, and as long as you know you're not crazy, we'll let you in. But if you don't answer the questions. Just answer the question, quick, Claire. Why can't you answer the question, Claire? You have no idea what I'm talking I about. I have here. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, we need to watch The Breakfast Club. Anyway, um, if you don't answer the questions, you probably ain't going to get into the group. Because, you know, how, how else do we weed out the, the people that are just joining the group for nefarious reasons? I don't know. I don't know. Also... October is coming fast, and uh, when we get there, we're going to be doing some fun, fantastic Inktober stuff. This year, the plan is to do, I think, one planned drawing a week for the community. We're hoping to get more participation and participation throughout the entire month. So we figured four drawings instead of 31 is a lot easier to ask for. And so we are looking for suggestions for keywords for our fantastic Inktober. I'm probably going to participate in some of the regular Inktober as well. You may see me posting some uh, drawings over there that are may not even be cruising related. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It's a lot. Inktober is basically when you challenge yourself by doing a drawing every single day for the month of October in ink. Could be digital ink. Could be real ink. I mean, people do other art forms, and I have no problem with that. So, uh... I think that's all the news we've got for this episode. You got anything else? Um, no. I think you said all the things. Okay. Uh, so two things for this episode then yet to get. Nope. Three things for this episode yet to come. One, we have our main topic, which is going to be our top 10 things to eat on a cruise. And uh, we haven't shared our list with each other yet. So we're going to see how well we sync up. How compatible are we in the palette? And then also we're going to do some fun cruise limericks. That's right. You heard that right. 
Cruise Limericks. <laughs> More to come on that because we're going to be doing some stuff with that over on the Fantastic Cruising Community and really on the podcast for the most part. So stay tuned for that. And of course, we will get to our cruise creature, which I'm not going to tell you what it's going to be because that would be spoilers. No spoilers. Are you going to tell me what it's going to be? You're the one that told me what it was going to be. That's true. Okay. Boy, I tell you what. Okay. So anyway, uh, cruising, obviously nobody's really cruising. I guess maybe a few people are over in Europe or something, but we don't count them because they're not us, right? Not us. I mean, most of our listeners probably aren't people that are able to do that. Maybe if, if you are, let us know. Fantastic cruising at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you about your experiences right now, but assuming that is probably not the case, we want to get back to cruising over here where we get to cruise normally in the Caribbean. Maybe you go off the West Coast. Hey, maybe you do cruise somewhere else in the world. Look, food is a big motivator for cruising. A lot of people, if you ask them, what's your favorite thing about cruising? Food is going to be in the top 10 of, I would say, almost everybody I've ever talked to about cruising. I I, I don't know. I'm sure there's an exception out there. But uh, most people, food is a big draw. They just I, I eat like it up. food. I like food. Food tastes good. I like food. Food tastes good. Cheesy burgers, greasy fries. Sorry, that's for my three punk rock friends out there. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. So here's what we're going to do. We've got our top 10 food items. And Kimbra, what I want to do is I want to go through this countdown style. We'll start at 10 and go to 1, 1 being our, our favorite thing on the list. And uh, and we'll see how we uh, how we sync up here. Okay. How does that sound? Sure. You want to go first? No, you can go first. All righty then. Number 10 on my list is going to be, and this is a little bit hard to figure out because I don't actually know what these are called 100%, but I'm going to call them this because this is what most people say they are, Carnival's Sugar Cookies. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? No. Some people say they're peanut butter cookies. Oh. Some people say they're sugar cookies. I don't know what they are, but they're delicious. They're they're usually the chocolate chip cookies, and they're these cookies. They're on most Carnival cruises I've been on. They're in the buffet. Um, they're just kind of a brown, plain cookie. There's no nothing in them. Like I mean, there's stuff in them, but there's no like you know like chocolate chips and stuff like that. And they are a little bit on the hard side for a cookie. You know, they're not like soft cookie. They're a crunchy cookie, but they are really really good and i always look forward to eating them that's my number 10 the carnival i'm gonna call it sugar cookie if you know what they're called then let me know fantastic cruising at gmail.com all right oh my number 10 is the soft serve ice cream soft serve ice cream 24 hours a day seven days a week if you're on a seven day cruise eight days if you're on an eight day cruise that is usually when that is available at least on Carnival, uh, I think Royal Caribbean, it might be limited a little bit. I don't know about the other ones, how often they have it. What is your favorite flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate. That's right. You don't eat anything but chocolate. No, chocolate's my jam. Chocolate jam? I would eat chocolate jam. Hmm. I think that's Nutella. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I like Nutella. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's hazelnut. And isn't Nutella hazelnut and chocolate? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so you're going ice cream. I'm going cookies. We're both having a sweet tooth at number 10. Number nine. You want to do your number nine first? Sure. My number nine is Guy's Burgers. Guy Fieri's Burgers. Sticking with Carnival. 
I am. Okay. What is your favorite guy's burger? Like, what's your go-to? Because they got the different ones. Well, so I've only been on one ship that has Guy's Burger. So oh. I've only experienced it. I think I had it, like, twice on that ship. So I don't know. But probably something with bacon on it, like a bacon cheeseburger. Is that an option? Well, now here's I don't a, know. Here's I didn't look at the menu. Here's one of the beautiful things about Guy's Burger is that you put the toppings on after. You can get burgers with certain toppings. There is one called the pig something that actually has, like a like, a patty of bacon on it. Oh. As much as I love bacon on my burgers, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Um, I'll get into that because you know guys' burgers on my list somewhere, but I'm going to wait to talk about my favorite till then. But yes, you can go over to the Fixins bar and you can get all of your accoutrements, including as much bacon as you can fit under the bun. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking because I'm weird and picky i probably just did like a regular cheeseburger and then threw on some bacon maybe some mushrooms okay all right uh all right so my number nine is the pizza oh i forgot to put that on my list i knew this see she was having trouble coming up with her list and i'm like what you can't think of 10 things you love to eat on a cruise come on and i'm like this is what's gonna happen i'm gonna say stuff on my list she's gonna be like oh i forgot about that i'm gonna change i'm switching stuff out we've already We've already got uh, some some change and confusion and chaos. That's fine. That works out anyways because I kind of doubled up. Look, what's your favorite pizza on the high seas? Is it Carnival? Is it Royal Caribbean? Is it Norwegian? Is it Celebrity? Is it Princess? Have you had different ones? I can only speak to the pizza that I've had, which has been Royal Caribbean, Carnival, and Norwegian. And I can tell you that I like all those pizzas a lot. I don't know that I have a favorite. A lot of people say they favor Carnival's pizza. I don't know. I mean, I I do like Carnival. I like them all. I like them all. I don't really remember Norwegian's pizza that much because I've only been on one Norwegian cruise. But I can tell you that I am a big fan of the Royal Caribbean pizza and I am a big fan of the Carnival pizza. What do you you get on your pizza um, at sea? I usually get pepperoni. Just plain old pepperoni? Yeah. I mean, they've got the last time. Well, you know what? I'll wait until we get to Okay, mine. yeah, yeah. Because pizza's probably going to be in your list. Well, it is now, right? <laughs> it Spoiler. is now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to number eight. And uh, here's my suspicion, folks. I'm wondering if Kimber thought of this one. Because if she did, it's definitely on her list. I don't know where it's going to fall, but it's on her list. Number eight for me is the cheese plate. Okay. She, she's quiet. I'm assuming that means it's on her list somewhere. <laughs> so the cheese plate, you can get it at dinner as an appetizer or as dessert. So, or both, if you are so inclined. It comes with a selection of fine cheeses and usually a few nuts and a few dried fruits and sometimes some other little bips and bobs. And uh, it is really nice and refreshing and just tastes really good, especially... On that like third night when you've been eating too much and you just want something light, I don't need the sugar overkill tonight. Hit me with some. Hit me with your cheese plate. That's, All right. That's my number eight. That's my what I ate was the cheese plate. <laughs> You're special. What's okay. your number eight? My number eight is um, specifically on the carnival. Is it called the Mon- Mongolian Walk? The stir fry. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's okay. my number eight. And I have never partaken of that. Not because I don't like it. I just haven't. It just hasn't been something I've done. 
Uh, tell us more about this Mongolian walk. Um, well, so usually it's got a ridiculously long line, so I don't get it as often as I usually like, and it's usually only open for very limited hours, I think like that's for why lunch. I had yeah, it. yeah it's so like it's you've got to get it at just the right time, but it's you choose your your starch, so like your noodles and stuff, and then. You throw in your meats and whatever sauces you want, and it's delicious. I love that kind of food. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that reminds me, and this is not another spoiler, not on my list anywhere, but uh, not because I don't like it, just didn't make the top ten, and that is the um, the guy's barbecue, which I don't think you've experienced nope. yet. Buffet style. It's not the same as the Mongolian walk, but you do choose, you do make choices of different things and stuff, so uh, pretty good. Okay. So let's see, whose turn is it to go with number seven? I think it's your turn. Hit me with number seven. My number seven is pizza. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) So mine was nine. Yours, it fell to seven. Okay. So you like the pizza more than I do on your list of things. Yeah, I usually get pizza probably at least once a day when I'm cruising. Well, again, it's 24 hours on Carnival, right? right? So it's, it's the thing that's available when you're out up late and everything else is closed or almost everything else is closed or in the morning or whenever. Do you think there's a pizza conspiracy? What do you mean? Have you ever heard? Um, I, I don't know. if uh, I haven't heard him talk about it in a while, but Tommy Cassaboni's talk about this a lot. And I don't know that I disagree with him. You, you hear people complain all the time because you go to the pizza line and it takes forever. And you're like, why don't you guys have more pizzas prepped? Um, and his theory is that they don't want to make it that readily accessible because then they would have to serve too many pizzas. They're trying to slow down the consumer is what he's saying. Trying to slow you down a little bit. Uh, do you think there's any, any truth to that? Have you had to wait in long lines for your pizza? Um, I mean, I've had to wait for it, but I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Cause like I've been in lines before where there's like three or four of us waiting and then suddenly they bring out like five pizzas and they're like ready for us all so i feel like they probably just don't make the pizzas so that they're sitting out because nobody wants pizza that's been sitting out they all want yummy fresh pizza true yeah here's here's my take on it though what annoys me is when you're you're sitting there in that line when there's a long line and they're giving everybody like a half a pizza or a whole pizza like why don't you just serve up a slice at a time and then you know not everybody wants a whole pizza or a half pizza. Well, you can tell them what you want. Yeah, you can. But they just, by default, they're just giving you a half of a pizza. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. Here's the thing, though. Now Carnival does that deal where you can order the pizza on your phone and they will deliver it to you wherever you are on the ship. I haven't been on a cruise with that yet. I did that on the Carnival Breeze. Uh, I think Tony from Lolita Loca and who else? Somebody else. Maybe... Was it Scott from Scott's on Deck? There were three of us, I believe, and we all ordered pizza at the same time to see at different different locations and, and stuff to see how fast it, it went. Uh, it was pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah, they worked. I mean, it was it was not as quick as going and getting it yourself, but you didn't have to go and get it yourself. So, I don't know. Can't really complain about that. So, that was your number seven? That was my number seven. My number seven is Frog Balls. I don't know what that is. It's, I mean, isn't it self-descriptive? Oh, is that actually what it is? Frog balls. Okay. Yeah, they're 
balls of frog. No, no, they are what they are are uh, pigeon peas, which is sort of like a chickpea, but maybe a little smaller. And they deep fry them and they believe that they are like simmered or something in like a jerk seasoning. And so they usually, they used to be, I think they'll still be there at the Red Frog Pub. And they would, they would just put them out like, you know, like bar peanuts. Uh, but now I think you have to ask for them or order them, but I don't think that they cost any money to get them. So they're a great little included complimentary snack, a little bit of spice, a little bit of crunch. And um, they, they, so the, usually they won't be listed. Like they're on the menu sometimes and they're, they're called, they call them fried chickpeas. I don't know. I was trying to find the, the name of them that Carnival uses this morning and I, I actually couldn't find it. But, um, but the bartenders will call them frog balls. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Never had those. I mean, I guess if you're making frog legs, why waste the, Never mind. Okay. All right. Number six, this is going to ring true with a lot of people, I feel. And, and look, this my list is carnival heavy because I've mostly sailed carnival and also because carnival's got some good food, people. Number six on my list is the Blue Iguana Breakfast Burrito. Delicious. Got to get the crunchy potatoes in there. They make it your way. All the spicy stuff that you want. Plus, they got the hot sauce bar. I am all about the Blue Iguana Breakfast Burrito, shout out to D of Para DJ. She's the one that told me about the breakfast burrito many, many moons ago. What's your, what's your number six? My number six is stuffed mushrooms. Oh, okay. Tell us about these mushrooms that are stuffed. There's never enough, which I guess <laughs> I could order more. You could. But... You could order them till you're stuffed. Yeah, but I I love stuffed mushrooms. I don't eat them very often, but every time it's on a menu, I'll eat it on the cruise. I I love mushrooms. So it's interesting that you say that I don't eat them often because as we get further down up my list, I don't know, however you want to think of it, um, I I was thinking of this in several different ways. So I avoided things like specialty restaurants, stuff that I don't always have on a cruise. I didn't include in my list. I tried to include things that I had on the regular. And uh, and I kind of was thinking of the angle of things that I normally only eat while I'm on a cruise. So some of the things I mentioned already, I might, well, not, not too many. I mean, I could get cheese at home. Uh, you know, obviously I can, you can get, get really pizza good cookies. At home. I can get really good pizza at home. So, um, so as we get further up the list, it's going to be more specific, but not entirely anyway i just thought that was an interesting observation all right so that's my number seven oh no that's my number six the blue iguana breakfast burrito what do you got you you totally just forgot everything i said stuffed mushrooms that's that's what we were talking about look i i was thinking about food and uh my brain blanked out so (laughs) what so it's on to number five we're on to number five yeah so my number five is steak Okay. Which I know you can get steak anywhere, but... We had steak last night? We did have steak last night. It was really good, but too salty. It was really salty. But that's one of the things, like, even if I go to restaurants and stuff here, it's rare that I'll get a steak just because of... (laughs) Rare. (laughs) Medium rare. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so expensive, unless you want, like, a sirloin, which... Yeah, dinner last night was, like, 
60 bucks. Yeah. Which is not which bad for is, a steak, I guess. It's fine. Like, I mean, we don't get it very often, like I'm saying. But right. when I'm on a cruise. High stakes dinner. Steak is always an option. Yes. And I eat it. Mm, if there's nothing on the menu, steak is my go-to. Or sometimes it's just the steak anyways because it sounds best. So steak is my number five. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I um, I thought about putting steak on there, honestly, but I don't, I don't ever, I never get the steak that is, so every day on most of the ships, they have stuff that's available every day in the MDR, in the main dining room. And steak is usually on that list. Um, I don't typically get that steak in if there's a special steak that's like one night, sometimes they'll have like some kind of steak that's, you know, different. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll get that. The steak restaurants that I've been to have always been really good on the cruise. They're, they're not included, of course, they're an extra fee. So I kind of went back and forth with the steak. I decided not to uh, include the steak, but I definitely do appreciate the steaks on the ships. And it is nice when you're eating a steak and you're not, you know, Hearing cha-ching every time you take a bite. Yep. <laughs> that's that's why I like the steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are we at now? What's your number five? My number five is Guy's Burger. Guy's Burger, halfway up the list for me. I love Guy's Burger. Again, we're sticking carnival here. But look, people, I, I haven't been on the Oasis class ships with their specialty restaurants. But I can tell you... Guy's Burger and Blue Iguana, they got it going on. And I don't know if that can be topped. I Don't give me this uh, Royal Caribbean has the Johnny Rockets. No. You got to pay for those. those. Those burgers are not the same. I mean, I know burgers, are it's a subjective thing. For me, I'm all about the Guy's Burger. I, that is more my style burger. And I get the straight up, straight up now, tell me, don't you... Is that, you know that song? No. Okay. Anyway, straight up is, um, I think it's it's a cheeseburger, so it's probably what you ordered. I can't remember. I think that one has the donkey sauce on it, because I like the donkey sauce, which is just Guy's funny way of describing aioli, apparently, because I looked that up this morning, too. I'm like, what is this donkey sauce? <laughs> and he, there was a whole interview with him talking about how it's just aioli, but he thought aioli was boring. And he wanted to make fun of the fact that he was putting aioli on there, so he called it donkey sauce. I don't know. I'm not Guy Fieri, but that's what it said. And then I go over to the Fixin's bar, and I load that sucker up with as much bacon as I can get under the bun. I usually throw some pickled jalapeno peppers on there, maybe some pickles, maybe some onions, whatever I'm in the mood for. And if I didn't get donkey sauce there, I can get it over at the Fixin's bar. I love me a Guy's burger. That sounded bad, didn't it? <laughs> I love the guys burgers burgers. It's not getting better. Anyway, that's my number 5 on my list. Number 5 guys burgers, that's mine. All right, what's your number 4? Number 4 is the Indian food at the MDR, the main dining room. Now, on Carnival, uh you can order this any night. It's one of those every night things, but it I don't have a specific dish because they don't give you that it's vegetarian. It's always vegetarian. And uh, it'll just say Indian food or Indian something. It's it's always different, which is cool because you could order it like every night and you'll get different things. Um, it is amazing. It is delicious. There's usually something super spicy in it and then some milder stuff that comes with papadoms. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Just like the steak 
you were talking about steaks being so expensive that you don't get to eat them that often. Like I would literally, I would just exist on Indian food if I could afford to do that, but I can't cause it's kind of pricey to, to eat every day. Um, and so I don't eat it as often as I'd like. I probably eat it a few times a year, which is crazy because it's my favorite kind of food. But when I'm on the cruise, I always get it usually a few times. Now, Royal Caribbean, they, I think in the past, have had the Indian food on the MDR. But when we were on there last time, they didn't have it at the MDR, which was a little bit of a disappointment for me. But they usually have Indian food at the buffet, which is also really nice. So I wish... They would just come together and both have it at the NBR and the buffet. And then I would be so much happier because I could get all that delicious Indian food. I love it. That's my number four. Indian right. food. Yeah. All right. My number four is the chocolate melting cake. Okay. That's a classic, right? Yep. So tell us, tell us why, tell us what, I mean, I think everybody, I, do you not know what the chocolate melting cake is? Do I really is? need to talk about what the chocolate melting cake is and why it's so yummy? I mean, if you don't know what it is, then uh, look it up because 99.9% of our listeners It's are know a it. delicious chocolate souffle that's super chocolatey and delicious. Tight. Yeah. With Now you don't, here's, here's the blasphemy part though. <laughs> you don't eat the vanilla ice cream. No, with it. I don't. That is wrong. Well, I don't like vanilla. That is wrong. The ice cream counteracts the deep chocolate taste. It like it complements it in in the perfect way. Because I'm not a big fan of like the rich chocolate, but you take that hot rich chocolate and you mix it with the the cool refreshing vanilla ice cream, and then then you got something. But there. I don't like that mixture. Like anywhere I go and I get like a dessert that comes with the ice cream. I don't like that cold ice cream with my hot dessert. Oh, I, I do. Don't like oh, it. Oh, I do. I do. That is that well, is like that is like hitting all the bells when you give me like a like a hot apple pie with a scoop of cold vanilla ice cream, and then it kind of mixes together, and your tongue gets that hot and cold sensation. Like uh, more uh. ice cream for you. That's, that's right. What it, that's what it means. Yeah, I'm not complaining because I get your ice cream. That's what happens. That's what we found out happens. Now, you um, do you order the peanut butter with yours? Um, I did one time, and I prefer it just by itself. Okay. You can be crazy all you want over there. All right, fine. But, <laughs> you know, we did this in our uh, food hacks thing, and a lot of people know this. You can get the side of peanut butter. Just be careful they don't bring you peanut butter and jelly mixed together because that's weird. But uh, it has happened to multiple people. And, um, yeah, if you like peanut butter... You know, peanut butter and chocolate. That's how the Reese's peanut butter cup was brought into the world. And uh, you can get that with your chocolate melting cake. Delicious. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right. Number three. Is it me or you? It's you. Okay. So my number three is a little more complicated, but not really. So you said the cheese plate before. Yes. And this kind of encompasses the cheese plate. I have prosciutto and cheese and bread because okay. those kind of all go together so one of my favorite things to get on a cruise is i love going to the buffet and getting like as much prosciutto as i can some cheese cubes or slices and then a little bit of bread because i don't get to eat prosciutto like normally at home i don't buy it because it's too expensive but it's like my favorite thing ever and 
who doesn't love cheese and bread? So I love the cheese plate, but I think all of that kind of goes together. No, I, I agree with that. I was going to blow the whistle on you there. I was going to be like, you can't just say like the buffet. Like my number three is the buffet. My number two <laughs> is the MDR. No, that doesn't work. But no, I, that that's valid. Like it is different. It's it. Yes. Some of the same cheese on the cheese plate might be on the buffet, but, uh, but, prosciutto is not on there and you can and the bread and stuff is is you know making that little plate like we did that right we, we yeah and got all that stuff um i'm not as much into the prosciutto as you are but uh, i like to ham it up every now and then but and our, not, our last cruise didn't have prosciutto that's right and that was weird it was awful is that is that like i've never looked for prosciutto in the past because i it's just not my thing but um i know carnival has it royal caribbean does that is that a thing that they just don't have prosciutto or do we just or was that just on our cruise that we didn't get prosciutto? Let us know. FantasticCruising at gmail.com. Okay, so that was your number three. Three. My number three is going to be the chocolate strawberry swirl soft serve ice cream. I was wondering when that was going to come into play. It just did. Number three for me is is that now, I yes, I could get soft serve. I go to Dairy Queen or whatever, get soft soft serve, but... I have not found the same flavor, the same taste that I get on Carnival and I think Royal. Did Royal have it? Did they have the chocolate strawberry? Mm, I don't think they did when we were on I don't know if they had that. This might just be a Carnival thing too, but maybe not. Maybe maybe Royal has it. Uh, but, you you know, normally you get chocolate or vanilla. Sometimes it's frozen yogurt. Sometimes it's soft serve. Usually you get a choice of either one. But I think, I don't know if this chocolate strawberry is technically soft serve or yogurt but whatever it is it's delicious and i'm usually more in the vanilla with a little chocolate and i'm not usually a big strawberry guy (laughs) but there's something magical about that it tastes like a chocolate covered strawberry on a cone and uh there's just nothing like it i have to I have to hold myself back because I will eat chocolate and strawberry swirl soft serve until I make myself sick. And I've gotten pretty good about not overeating on cruises, but that is my Achilles heel, my Achilles swirl, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I got to be, I got to be careful with that. But that is my number. That's my number three, the chocolate strawberry swirl soft serve. There's usually like every other day or every third day on a carnival cruise and uh, I don't know. Do other lines have the chocolate strawberry? Is it as good? Let us know. Again, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I think that's going to be a new drinking game for people is how many times can you say the email? <laughs> we don't get that many emails. So, uh, look, that means your odds are really good that we're going to cover it in our podcast. Uh, and, and we want to get more interaction from you guys out there. And know your thoughts. Get your take on things. So it's not just us all the time. So, yeah, let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. You getting drunk yet? All right. <laughs> is it my turn to give you the yep. next one? What's okay. your number two? My number two is something that I almost only had ever on a cruise ship, and I love it, love it, love it, and that is the creme brulee. Oh. That's right, John Claykowski. I'm talking to you. Creme brulee. That is, that is like, that's my jam. Right? The yours is what was yours? Chocolate something? Um Chocolate melting cake. Chocolate your dark rich chocolate was your jam? Is that what you said? I don't 
I don't know. Anyway, Ch- chocolate jam. I don't. Were we talking about soft serve? We, I don't. I don't maybe, remember yeah, why we, we were said talking it. about sauce. Anyway, whatever. Creme brulee is my thing, and uh, yeah, that was a little disappointing on our last cruise, but it was still good. But the best creme brulee I've ever had was on a Norwegian ship when I had Irish cream creme brulee. Oh, 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 oh my goodness, was that good? That sounds yummy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like. I'm one of those people that's like, you know, you change the Oreo and with all these flavors and it's like, oh, that's interesting. But in the end, the original Oreo got it right. Stop messing with it. It's best the way it is. I'm like that with a lot of things, but not the not the creme brulee. The Irish cream creme brulee was a definite upgrade on the creme brulee. And that's saying something because I love me some creme brulee as obviously it's number two on this list. And in the past, I have done lists like this and it's often dinged in at number one but something has beaten it this time all right what is your number two so my number two is the french onion soup on the royal caribbean <laughs> which i've only had on one cruise because i've only been on one royal caribbean but it was so good that it made it to number two and here's the thing okay kimbra had never had french onion soup before that because she doesn't like onions she's very picky but I was like, look, you want to try my French onion soup? Because I love French onion soup. That was one of the things that was like in contention for being on this list. And she's like, I'll try it. And now she's like a huge fan. I mean, I got it for my appetizer every night. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it's good. It was good on Royal Caribbean. It's also good on Carnival. It's also good on Norwegian. And, um... Yeah, I know we talked about it a while back. We tried to make our own with cheap stuff, and it was okay. And we got sort of scolded a little bit <laughs> for doing that. Uh, and we still haven't made it the real the real deal, right? Like, we were given a recipe, were we not? Yeah, Jennifer sent us, like, the a good recipe, and we haven't done it. Shame on us. We're going to have to go to the grocery store probably this weekend or early next week. Maybe we should remedy that. Maybe. Okay. So, um... Yeah, so that's your number two. So what is your what is your number one? My number one is the blue iguana breakfast burrito. Oh, that went all that was my number six. Is your number Which one? Which I have also only had on one cruise, but so good that I think about it all the time. <laughs> all right, do you get the crunchy potatoes? Of course. Okay, all right. That's good. That's necessary. It's not a blue iguana breakfast burrito without the crunchy potatoes. I mean, sometimes people are like, I don't do the crunchy potatoes. And I'm like, I don't think I trust you as a human. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to get the crunchy potatoes, right? That's like what, that's the magic. Without it, it's just a burrito. It's just a breakfast burrito. With with it, it is the blue iguana breakfast burrito. And it is delightful. Yes. What is your number one? My number one favorite is the chilled mango soup that, again, I've only had on Carnival. They have mango, they have strawberry, I think there's a peach, maybe another flavor. But the mango, because I like mango a lot, that chilled mango soup is absolutely divine. Delicious. It's cool, like the like the name would suggest, and that mango flavor. Oh, it's cold soup, people. I... I- considered adding the cold soups to my list but it just tastes like melted ice cream to me and i don't like ice cream that much but you considered adding it to your list well i was struggling to come up i decided soft serve (laughs) was better than the cold soups okay because soft serve is actual 
like ice cream and cold soup is like melted it's ice cream. It's not soup. I mean, it's not ice cream. It's <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, it's more ice cream. Mango. It's delicious. Yeah, but it makes me think it's like melted ice cream. It's chilled. Okay. It's chilled. <laughs> chilled melted ice cream. My goodness. <laughs> All right, so that's our top ten. I am curious, how many did we sync up on on the top ten? Um, let's see. I'll go through my list, and we'll see how many we synced up on from that. So you did not have sugar cookies. No. You did have pizza. That's one. Yep. You didn't have cheese plate. You did have cheese. I don't know. Should we, should we well, count that? Well, I mean, I didn't want to put, like, I put the prosciutto and cheese and bread because I didn't think... Because when I get prosciutto, I get it prosciutto and cheese and bread. But I also like the cheese plate. I didn't want to put the cheese plate on there as well because I thought it was kind of the same thing. We'll give it a half point. How about that? We'll give it a half point. So, uh, all right. So there's one and a half. And then uh, we both had the Blue Iguana Breakfast Burrito. So that's two and a half. And we both had the Guy's Burger. So that's three and a half. Uh, we both had soft serve, although I was very specific, but I think that's okay. We can still get a point for that. Well, I mean, my soft serve would be chocolate. Yeah, but I mean, it's soft serve, right? So I'm going to say four and a half on that, and that's it, right? Four and a half? Uh, Because you did not have creme brulee. No. Or obviously chilled mango soup. So, So four and a half. So that's almost 50%. We are on the same page in our culinary preferences, and, uh... Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm actually... The thing about cruising, it doesn't matter if you like different things. Cause right. You get, you get what you want. I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to go through my list or through your list and I was going to like be like, oh, yeah, that. And, and I think pizza was the only thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I struggled coming up with this list. What did you... Did you knock something out to put the pizza in? Sort of. So I had, I had cheese plate. Oh, you did have cheese plate? I did. I had cheese plate, but I'm like... I mean, because I had prosciutto and cheese, and then I had cheese and bread. Okay. All so. Right. I'm going to give us a full point, then. I'm going to say five out of ten, we were the yeah, same so, on that. And I thought that they were too similar. So I'm like, perfect. Now I can make it kind of one category. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. So that that's our list. Um, let us know what is your top 10 things to eat on a cruise. Are you missing any of those things? Are there any of those things that you cannot get while we are all landlocked that you are like, man, I want to cruise, but I really want to eat this. And uh, let us know. Get ready to take a drink. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Let's get those emails in, my friends. Now, uh, should we do, what should we do next? Do we have an email? We do we have an email. email. We're I talking was, about emails. Shouldn't yeah. we like read emails? I was actually going to say we that. Have one, right? Um, Just one. At least one. Let me bring it up real quick and make sure that I'm one. not forgetting someone else. Let's see here. We have, we have one from Jennifer. There we go. That's appropriate. Jennifer, yeah, our let's, um, provider of French onion soup recipes. Let's read that one. So okay. Jennifer. Um, says it's land versus cruise vacation. So that's from a couple episodes ago. Um, Hi, fantastic friends. Interesting show. One thing I thought of that was not mentioned is the added cost of a balcony or ocean view room on a cruise. I can't stay in an interior room. I'd be claustrophobic with no window. I love both land vacations and cruising. I'll say the best vacation I've ever had was a land vacation at an all-inclusive resort in Riviera Maya in Mexico. 
We visited Koba and Tulum. We swam in a cenote. We stayed on the oceanfront with a gorgeous beach, beautiful water, and great food. It was amazing. I think a blend of land vacations and cruising are right for us. Jennifer. Very good. Thank you for the email, Jennifer. And I uh, I can definitely appreciate that. I think having done this Keys trip, we definitely did find some advantages to a land-based vacation. And I would like to try out one of these um, island-type vacations where we could go someplace even more exciting than the Florida Keys and stay there for a whole week or so. I think that would be definitely a good thing to throw into the mix every now and then. So we also got an email from Mary, I think. In Mary res- Miller? Yeah, Mary Miller in response to um, you talking about Starbug. Starbug. Yes, I made a Starbug reference. Yes. But she maybe mistook it for Starbuck. Because she associated with Battlestar Galactica. She did. I didn't. I was because we were trying to figure out. But I bet that's what she. So st- not Starbuck. Okay. Battlestar Galactica is fine. It's whatever. It's it's all right. I like the original better than the. But anyway, Starbug. That's that's the thing. That's the show we're talking about. What is Starbug from? Are you asking me? No, I know you know. Oh. If you don't know, that's going to be weird because we've spent a lot of time watching all. <laughs> Well, there's more than eight seasons now. Anyway, okay. Yeah, what else you got? Is that it? That's it. Okay, very cool. Thank you, Mary, for the email. And uh, both of those are Patreons, our Patreon members, patrons on Patreon. And if you're interested in that, just go over to patreon.com, look up Fantastic Cruising. And if you want to support us, you can do that. If you support us at different levels, you will get a postcard or at a higher level, you'll even get a printed piece of artwork. Which, um, yeah, if you're out there waiting for one of those, I know we've got a, a couple people waiting for those. Having some trouble with uh, printing right now, but we're getting those out to you guys real, real soon. So, okay, it's time for limericks. Here's what, here's what we're going to do, okay? Kimber and I decided it would be fun to write some cruise-related limericks. And, and we thought it would be even more fun to get you guys to write some cruise-related limericks that we could share with the world. So let's start by defining what a limerick is. Let's let's look it up because I, you know, I'm not like a poetry aficionado, but um, I did look it up last night just to make sure I knew what I was talking about a little bit. And I'm going to get to a definition. Here so you go. You got one? Okay. Let's see. Yep, this one works. So a humorous. Frequently body, verse of three long and two short lines, rhyming A-A-B-B-A. Popularized by Edward Lear. Yes. So, uh, in other words, it's got five lines. And the first, well, let's see, line one, two, and five end in the same rhyming word. Lines three and four end in the same rhyming word. Lines three and four are typically a little bit, they don't necessarily have to be shorter lengthwise, but they're read quicker or they, they last longer to say typically. And, um, and that is your basic limerick. They are often, they are often crude and rude. And uh, look, if you want to send us those, by all means do, we will love to read them. We may not read them on the podcast per se. If it's just innuendo, there's a good chance we will. But if you have outright, vulgar language 
we try and keep Fantastic Cruising a little bit more family friendly, but we would still love to read them. So please, please send them in. <laughs> uh, and and okay, so so we wrote we last night. Okay, this is how this is how easy it is. Neither one of us are poets. Neither one of us have a lot of experience writing poetry. I don't think. I don't for sure. <laughs> have you met me? I, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you could have a romantic poet inside of you. I'm not going to go there. Um, but you jealous? I, maybe I'm a romantic poet. Anyway, that whoa. Okay, this your is mom going, listens to this. This is going off the edge here. All right. So uh, basically, we sat down last night, and and it's addictive. Because we started writing a couple, like, I wonder if we could come up with a limerick. And then while we were eating that steak dinner, like, there was hardly a word said because we could not. We were both, like, thinking of limericks the entire time. Like, and we'd have to, like, stop eating our steak and, like, write it down so we didn't forget it. So I, and I ended up writing another one this morning right before I got up out of bed. So I think you you and I had 17 limericks written last night. Each. Okay, each. And then I wrote another one this morning. So we're going to share some of those with you now. And not all of them, though. You know, we'll save some. Maybe we'll, I don't know. I don't know how many we'll do. But uh, just to get you in the spirit and the mood. And then what we would like you guys to do is send us a limerick, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. That's right, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. What was that, Matt? Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. If you're still sober enough to uh, to write a limerick, hey, it's probably going to make your limerick better. If you're not, um, send it in to us, and then we will we will read depending on how many we get, all of them or some of them, on the podcast. Maybe this will become a thing. Oh, cruise limericks. Yeah, we could do a cruise lim- cruise limericks every week. That, that would be, be awesome. fun. I don't know if that's going to happen. We may not get any, but we'll find out. All right, so you want to share a limerick? I do. I have one that's actually perfect for what we just talked about. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I love all the food on cruise ships, even though it's not good for my hips. The buffet is yummy. MDR fills my tummy. Either way, I'll be licking my lips. (laughs) That is a good appropriate one. I know. Here, I've got one that is appropriate for this conversation as well. Here it goes. For me, the only time pants feel right is while cruising on formal night. But because of my dinner, I'm not getting thinner, and I fear now my pants are too tight. <laughs> All right, you want to read another one? Um, I do. This one's good. This one's kind of cruising, also about diving. But okay. I right. relate them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now that I can scuba dive, it makes me feel so alive. To see a sea turtle won't be a hurdle because now underwater I thrive. (laughs) All right. Okay, let me find another one here that I want to do. Oh, this one. I think I, I, I like this one. Royal Caribbean has created for me the perfect private island at sea. And though some will say it's called Coco Cay, I think it might be Coco Key. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> all right, do one more. One more. Is that all you get? One more? No, I mean, we can do more than no, that. No, no, that's fine. I want to end with this one. So okay. if you want me to do another one, then you go first, and then I've got one. Oh, okay. I was going to look while you were reading yours. So oh, me... well, then I can do it. Go ahead. I just, go for it. Go for it. It just yeah. it will take us right into the next oh. section. Oh, it will? Yeah. Oh, well, then let me um, let me do mine that's sort of along the same line. Okay. 
<laughs> that could have been a little bit <laughs> Let me do mine. It's along the same line. What will it be? We'll have to just wait and see. But I don't know the last line. Okay, that actually <laughs> almost worked. Okay, here we go. Bombini sees the day avast. Come aboard, you'll have a blast. Cruising and creatures and other fun features, the Fantastic Cruising Podcast. Very nice. <laughs> you ready for mine? Yes. This podcast will always feature a fantastic and cool cruise creature. Some of them fly while others swim by, but Matt is for sure the best teacher. Aw, that one's sweet too. <laughs> Okay, the cruise creature this week is one that flies and swims, but mostly flies. Mostly flies. Mostly flies. They can swim, apparently about three miles per hour, which, I mean, that's that's pretty fast, actually. It's faster than I can swim. Right? I mean, I know, right? That's, that's not a bad speed. But they're more flyers because we are talking about pelicans, and we are talking about a pelican species that you can see whether you are cruising out of Cali are you a cruising out of Florida or anywhere else that's going uh, on the eastern coast of the United States and down into the Caribbean? The brown pelican. It's the only pelican you'll see in the Caribbean for the most part. You might, on extremely rare occasions, catch a glimpse of a white pelican, but um, that would be very, very unusual in the Caribbean. In Florida, in the wintertime, you'll see them. More inland, though. They like the more inland. They don't like the open ocean. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about brown pelicans. Now, brown pelicans are brown, but they do have other colors. They have a white neck and kind of yellow on their head. Uh, if they're in California, they have a little bit of orangish reddish color underneath their top beak, like on the on so the, like their chin. Yeah, their chin. I guess you can call it the chin. Chin the, neck. The pelican. The pelican. The pelican. <laughs> but if they're one of our one of ours on the east coast. Um, then they don't. They have kind of a dark greenish, gray, brown kind of colored pelican. So uh, these are fairly large birds. They're a little bit bigger in the Pacific than they are over in the Atlantic side, but um, they're still a fairly large bird. And they were at one time an endangered species. They were nearly extinct. They are now listed as uh, of least concern, which is kind of the best rating you can get in <laughs> As an animal these days, species of least concern. Uh, but the reason that they were so endangered, the main reason, there were other reasons dating back before this, but in, around the 60s or so, uh, we started using DDT, which is a pesticide. Have you heard of DDT? Yes. And this pesticide was bad for a lot of animals, and bald eagles were one of them that were really impacted by this. We almost lost our national bird. How much of a travesty would that have been? And... <laughs> We almost lost the brown pelican. They were nearly wiped out because here's what DDT does. It would get it would get sprayed on like crops and stuff and then would run off into our rivers and essentially into the Gulf of Mexico. That's mainly where they had the problems. They didn't have it as much, I don't think, on the Atlantic side, but because there's not as much run, but they still had problems everywhere. And uh, and then the DDT gets in the water, it impacts the fish. It doesn't necessarily kill the fish, but it gets into the fish and the things the fish are eating. And so this is called bioaccumulation when this these build up. And then the larger predator, the pelican, comes down, or the eagle, and eats the fish. It doesn't kill the pelican. All right, so you're like, well, what's the problem then, Matt? DDT is not killing anybody. Well, this is what was so tricky about it to figure it out. What was happening is 
the DDT didn't kill the pelicans, but it had some chemical reactions and it affected their eggs. So the eggshells were not as thick. And then when mama pelicans sat on the eggs to incubate them, they crushed the eggs. And this is what happened to the eagle. It's what happened to the pelican. And so they just couldn't reproduce. They couldn't get their numbers up to reproduce. Fortunately, Americans became aware of that. Scientists looked into it. They figured it out. And uh, and with the passage of the Endangered Species Act in uh, the early 70s, 1970, they were able to ban the use of DDT by 1972. And lo and behold, the brown pelicans rebounded, as did our American eagles to uh, a large degree. So um, yeah, this is why science is so important. This is why we need to pay attention to things going on in our environment. And uh, sometimes sometimes problems in our environment that we're causing aren't immediately apparent, but if we don't pay attention to those and fix them, they become bigger problems. You could say the brown pelican was sort of an indicator species of that because they were our first indication there was a problem. Guess what? If people were eating those fish, they were getting DDT too. It's just not a good, it's just not a winning combination there. So this is why we have to really listen to science and support science and make sure that we know what's going on in our natural world. So we can save the pelican. So these pelicans are pretty cool. They fly around, they have keen eyesight and usually around up to 60 or 70 feet in the air. So they're not like super, super high flyers. I mean, they're big birds, not from Sesame Street, big bird, but they're big, they're large birds, okay? They're large. And, uh, and they see a fish, they see a school of fish. Now most pelicans, most pelicans would swim down to the water, they would open their huge pouch on the underside of their mouth, their their bill, their pelican, and they would just scoop through the water and they would try and catch some fish. That ain't how brown pelicans roll, okay? This is what the brown pelican does. 60, 70 feet in the air, point that bill down, boom, nose dive, bam, hit the water, sometimes so hard that they submerge completely in the water, come up with a fish, which is cool, right? But there's a problem with their physics, with their, with that physics doesn't, doesn't look kindly upon a bird dropping 70 feet into the water. It's not good for those hollow bird bones. So most pelicans, if they tried this stunt, they would basically just break their bones and kill themselves. So we don't, we don't want that. Brown pelicans, they don't do that because they have some air sacs that actually act as a cushion and cushion them when they hit the water. So they've got built-in airbags that protect them so they can do those big, it shouldn't be a swan dive, should it? It should be a pelican dive. Yeah. They can do a pelican dive and then hit the water and get their food and boom, they're fine then. I love watching the pelicans do that. It is pretty cool to watch. It's neat watching them just fly. I, re I remember, uh, maybe it was, I don't remember which movie it was. I'm sure Dan can tell us out there. But one of the Jurassic Park movies at the end, I think it might have been the first one. I think it was the first one. Dan, was it the first one? Anyway, they're flying off the island, and you look out the window of a, like the helicopter or plane or whatever they were in, and you think that there's like pteranodons flying, but it's just it's just pelicans. I mean, they are basically the dinosaurs are now the birds. So it makes sense, right? There are these big birds flying by, but they're just really cool to see them fly because they are such big birds, so graceful and just crazy to see them. Really neat animal, the brown pelican. Look for them next time you're anywhere along the coast of 
the United States, and especially when you're cruising. Anything you want to add about the Pelican? I just really like Pelicans. <laughs> I mean, they are pretty nifty. They are great birds. So, yeah, that's our cruise creature and uh, that is also going to bring us to the end of this episode. So take us out, Kimbra. All right. So it's the end, right? That's what you said? It's the end of the episode? That's what I said. It's the end. The end. Finale. Finish. Finito. Fine. I don't even know if those are real words. But anyway, we're, we're, we're done. Yes. Okay. Well, then let's head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Hey, thanks for staying tuned in here. Uh, just as a bonus, if you have anything to let us know about, questions, comments, concerns, send those to fantasticcruising at gmail.com. We'll see if anybody that uh, listens after the credits is also doing the drink, drinking thing. Let us know <laughs> if you actually do that. I don't think anybody will really do that. But if you do, tell us because that would be kind of funny. We would appreciate knowing that. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to give you a bonus limerick each this week and then uh we, we may read the same one next week but uh you get it a week early as a reward for listening past the credits because i guess that's the sort of thing that should be rewarded <laughs> i don't know you have one you want to read um i'm looking through i i might have found one do okay. you have one uh i'm still looking but uh but go ahead okay i'll go ahead and do this one well we won't be compromising on our suitcase we pack our supplies in we are ready right now, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, when we sail on the Carnival Horizon. Very nice. That is an appropriate one for the end there. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do the one I wrote this morning. How about that? Okay. There once was a man named Hank who thought saving chairs was a fun prank, but we gave him a scowl while we removed every towel, and now he has to walk the plank. <laughs>